just like the Canadian Team Pursuit Speed Skaters came across that last corner. Just so close to victory. Just hold on. Just hold on. Just one more lap. The cowbells are ringing. It's the bell lap. Ding, 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 ding. Here we are, Saturday night. The Olympics continues, and this is it, man. Like, this is the last official party night. Tomorrow night, the parties will be entirely unofficial because it will be after the closing ceremonies. And what a day it's been for Canada. You know, for the amount of time it took me to go in and brush my teeth and have a shower, being near Canada won two gold medals. Let's break it all down. Let's talk about a little experience with a dude who uh, not only saw me in my drunken delirium post opening ceremony, but started off the day at 10 a.m. at the Saxony House, like a true, like a true Olympian would. The Wood Dog, welcome to Olympic Outsider. Thanks, man. So your day started off early today, and you went out and explored the Saxony House. Yeah, very, very early. Um, we actually probably started drinking around 11:30 once everything was all said and done, and uh, yeah, and saw two gold medals and bombs away. So just to recap, the hospitality houses is the stuff that if you watch on TV, you're not seeing. But those of us who are on the ground, pretty much, well, we kind of, we kind of, I don't know. I've been sort of scheduling and involving my life around where I can get beer at different places and party with interesting foreigners and trying to collect the whole United Nations worth of new friends, right? So Saxon House is at the Vancouver Rowing Club or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is just like that Stanley Park or something? Yeah, it's uh, at the Rowing Club, which is right at the entrance of Stanley Park. But the secret kung fu you pulled off was uh, that there's the rugby the rugby uh, players have a bar of their own downstairs and they would have the same beer yeah. but for half the price or something like that. Yeah, the rugby guys down below had it worked out. Uh, it's my New Zealand connection, and uh, yeah, I got to do uh, the half price beers, but uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. Well, that's a great way to start off the day. And then just in case that wasn't good enough, drinking half price beers with New Zealand rugby players at the German Saxon house. If that's not surreal enough here in Vancouver, then you sit down and, and just after, you know, leading up to the games, Canada had a whole anxiety. Oh my God, we've never won a medal, a gold medal on our home, uh, on our home soil. Like this big polemic problem that, um, that they'd never won this medal, right? And now Canada is on the verge of setting a record for the most gold, well, we passed the record for the most gold medals ever by a host country, ever by Canada. And tomorrow, if things go to plan, we'll uh, set the record for the most goals in one Olympics by any country at any Winter Olympics, which is just absurd to think about that up until two and a half weeks ago, most people didn't even know what moguls were, let alone knowing that we were a world power in them. But today, tell me what you saw. Today was, uh, today was great. Uh, today seeing us, uh, hold on, but I think it was like, 21 hundredths of a second to get the, the gold in the speed skating, and then uh, the guy rips down for for the gold in the snowboarding was... Yeah, uh, Casey J. Anderson. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal, and uh, yeah, we've got some pretty nerve-wracking times over the next like few hours waiting waiting for all this to happen. Uh, I think we'll do it. I think it's going to make the country uh, a little bit anxious, but I, I think we're going to pull through in the end. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, it's even more anxious than, than like Friday was a was a was a nail biter of a day, and you took the basically took the day to go watch the U.S. Finland game to get tuned up for the Canada game like a true fan would, and uh, and and how that Canada Slovakia game grab you? Man, I thought my heart was going to stop there for the last five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I was getting texts from all my buddies across Canada and Toronto and stuff. Yeah, no, it was. 
It, it was awesome. I, I, I love those games that are close. The blowouts are great when we win, but it's you want the excitement, and uh, that was that was a great, exciting game. As a Canucks fan, I was a little disappointed that Demetra almost put the nail in our coffin, but oh. but uh, but yeah, no, it was great. Well, as a Canucks fan, you got to be pretty excited. Sammy Salo's performance tonight, scoring that first big bomber for Finland, who is a back and forth game with Slovakia. I saw the uh, the Finns beat the Czechs. And it's like, wow, that's a good defensive hockey game. And then they go out there and get completely blown up by the U.S. We saw the Slovakians play Canada tight and then have to come from behind tonight. You just never know what's going to happen, eh? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that the Finns got the medal tonight because it's the last kick of the can for that whole crew. And uh, and, 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 and they're a good team. I, I'm, I'm glad they got it. But, yeah, the, the blowout for them against the States was... It was, it was a bit disappointing, but at the same time, I'm, I'm glad they got it. And yeah, Salo takes a medal. We're actually looking good for this Olympics. Yeah, I mean, Erhoff looked great for Germany, and we really have smatterings of Canucks and all the teams that did really well, a little common thread. The Sedins, oddly enough, are the ones who go home disappointed. But, you know, of course, with Luongo, Kessler playing tomorrow, it goes well for, uh, for us Canucks fans. Now, you live up in Squamish, and Squamish was a little bit of a forgotten city throughout this Olympics. And it's something I've talked about before where... You know, Squamish was an instrumental part of the early days of the bid when it was the Sea of Sky Games. It was really the pitch. And I have the brochures and the pins to prove this, right? But how has it been the last couple of weeks up in Squamish, you know, for you seeing your, you know, your, that time where you live in the streets you walk in every day? It's, it's, well, it, it's been, uh, it's been quite the contrast because Whistler and Vancouver are pumping, you know, everything's happening in those Squamish kind of like a bus loop where it's, it's you know, the, the the main downtown core is, is pretty quiet, but a lot of people are going there so they can get to Whistler. Um, you know, it's council missed out. Council made it difficult for the Olympics to deal with them. So as a result, we have less things that happen in Squamish, but um, I love Squamish. It's a great place. It just, it's, it's been pretty quiet during the Olympics. So. Well, the crazy thing is with their return on investment might end up being great because they invested very little and they're going to get a lot of the residual people who have seen Whistler and Vancouver on the TV, on the television, wherever you are in the world, and say, wow, this is a place. And really, in reality, the people who aren't the fat cats end up in Squamish, you know, because that's part of the nice thing. If they find a nice bed and breakfast or a nice little rental house or something like that, and that's a great place to base your uh, vacation out of. Now, you did make it up to Whistler, which is something I haven't done since, you know, the very beginning of the game. What was the vibe like in Whistler the other night? Whistler's been fantastic. It's, uh... It's not overcrowded. There's a lot of people there. It's uh same price point as Vancouver, which I thought would be I thought to be a little bit higher. It's been a fantastic place. Um, the vibe there is just one of extreme partying. Lots <laughs> lots lots of great stuff happen, happening up there and uh less lineups than Vancouver, so you get in, everyone great, great feel with everyone, everyone's just super amped and Whistler's been fantastic. All right, well before we head back to Indice Montreal's finest distills, which are a great band, I'm really uh excited to see, you know, there's been a lot of changes in the community that are kind of designed as temporary changes, you know, in Vancouver, Whistler, whatever, but of all these things and all these changes that you've seen, which is the one that you most, uh, hope most will stick around after the game? I hope the feeling of goodwill that has been throughout the city and people's willingness to uh, lend the extra hand to the, to the tourists and, and just keep, keep the good vibe in Vancouver. Uh, I find Vancouver... Over the last little bit, has gotten to become quite a. Uh, it's moving forward at fast pace. It's got the aggression that moves with it. But in the last two weeks, the Olympic Times has seen really a lot of goodwill, and I just hope everyone just keeps that going and you know show the love. 
Well, there you go. Another plus one for strangers stopping strangers just to shake their hands. And from here at the Ozone, a kind of a surreal atmosphere where we're here on a lit-up soccer all-purpose sports field with a track around it. Yeah, it's been repurposed to turn into food courts, Inuit marketplaces, rock and roll stadiums, an outdoor skating track, the Holland Heineken House, which is uh, just, well, a hockey rink filled with out-of-control drunks, and all sorts of ice sculptures in this surreal environment that we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. So all of you across Canada and around the world, hey, we're doing it for you guys. We're staying up late and we're partying hard, but we got you right there in our back pocket, don't we? What up? Thanks to the Wood Duck, eh? Yeah, thanks, man. It's been great.